0: Thank <music> you. solo temporarily maybe we'll probably definitely return to those it's kind of fun actually now that I've, I've got three three in my belt
1: yeah um, I have they're one. kind of fun I think it's pretty cool actually and I like listening to you talk too so <laughs> it's kind of cool I know
0: I loved listening to the, listening to you just kind of like kind of following your mind that's what it feels like with like a solo is that, like you're just like following somebody's mind like through like their explanations and like whatnot
1: so and it was very really fun intimate. to have Nestor on last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I'm still catching um, up. <laughs>
0: on, on the episode, we asked uh, each other, Nestor and I, like, um, we were just kind of, like, thinking um, how often, like, the, uh, an average person in Los Angeles goes to the beach. And I think I've asked you this before. And I want to say you told me, like, every two weeks. But... I don't know if that was accurate. So, I wanted to revisit that before we really dove into today's episode cuz I'm like, I got to fact check this. And I got to yeah. fact check it for the people.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I think for the people, yeah, it's probably about every 2 weeks. It might get closer to once a week depending on the weather. But it's yeah, not oh, yeah, as much as you time. would think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I still feel like that's a pretty healthy like amount. Because, like, Nestor and I are, like, that's what we aim for because we feel like we never go. It's, like, it's only 45 minutes away, but, you know, it's, like, a commitment there and back, making sure the car's is charged because we only drive electric. So it's, like, a whole thing for two people with ADHD and commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. So, like, we, so really... we, we strive for tweaks. That's, like, the <laughs> goal.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like you're better than me sometimes because you're just like I'm gonna go out there and chill and like you know you like to go in the mornings and have your coffee and I, I really it. think that's impressive and I'm like never that good it's usually just like when I decide to go to beach cycle <laughs> and or if hey, we're whatever like, we're excuse walking you get down there yeah yeah because like we can't take the dog at this beach I think so yeah, we no. just we usually skirt it we kind of like go to it and then like leave it so, ah, not not quite. If that if those counted, we would have more like once a week for sure. Oh but yeah, doesn't really count. Well, sometimes <laughs> yeah.
0: if you see the ocean, even for like fifteen minutes,
1: then it yeah. counts. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Let's get into our routine. I'm liking the structure so far. I don't know if you like it or if you had a feedback on it.
1: I love it. Right. I, I'm super excited about the new kind of like format and I think it gives us structure, uh, guidance. <laughs> it's, it's supportive yeah. for, for our brains. I feel like a hundred percent. So,
0: um, I'll just go ahead and jump into it. Cause yeah, I'll do the easiest part. The stories and fun okay. updates. I, I don't know. I have nothing. As i usually have nothing i i honestly i wrote down like my answer was like i don't know if i even existed like last week so um why why now? was last week so crazy so weird i can feel like the room vibrating but there's no sound sorry um sorry, are we just having like an earthquake
1: i know Right. it's really weird um what did you ask what why was last week like just like a flash like what what made it so kind of like i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah exactly it really nothing was really memorable um i've been giving my cat medicine for the past week um for his stomach because he he has like a a pancreatitis because he's an old man oh my god
1: (laughs) oh so he's got he's gonna
0: take some old man drugs now um (laughs) and then yeah just like is it helping him it did, it, yeah. His medicine has oh, helped. Okay, he good. stopped. He was having like intermittent vomiting, and he's only vomited once this whole week, and that's pretty good. So
1: thank God. And it okay. was a
0: hairball vomit.
1: So. Oh, okay. So that's a bit more routine, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it still shows that he's having like some stomach issues, but. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, hairballs aren't too uncommon. Anyways, mm-hmm. so no stories are fun updates on my side. Um How love you?
1: Give us all um, the well, break- I'm back from I'm Mexico.
0: <laughs> and Disneyland. I don't think you or you <laughs> no. did report on Disneyland last time, didn't you or no? Um, that's
1: a good question. I think I think I, I did know. a little bit cuz it was okay. post Disneyland, but I don't know if I gave too many details. Yeah. Disneyland all right, is quick. So fun updates. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's give a tiny little nod to Disneyland. It is way better than i remember as a kid (laughs) yes because i hadn't been since i was 10 years old and i'd only been one time when i was 10 years old so we headed out there with the sister and brother-in-law and we did like they weren't here for too long so we did a one day pass but we were there like the whole day (laughs) did you do
0: the two parks or just one park
1: we just did the one park they really wanted to see a lot of the Disney stuff, but I would definitely go back and do the California Adventures. Oh, yeah, you've like, got it. Day.
0: Some of the best yeah. rides are actually at California Adventure.
1: Oh, totally. TBH,
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll take so, you. We'll take you. Teach I you how would to love do it to go.
1: Way. Oh, my God. I need that advice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we were, like, exhausted. <laughs> I bet.
0: Yeah. I've done Disney four times, I want to say now. Um, really? So I know what I like. I know where to go. Like, I'm definitely not a pro at it but i know what's worth the time and what's not and when to go
1: and like which rides
0: to do in which order so you don't exhaust yourself but you also do all. like it's very important
1: (laughs) and now all of us um, have gone golden yeah
0: yeah you you and i and nester and mike have all gone so we know what rides we like
1: the rest is just like just
0: do the fun ones
1: what's your favorite
0: Space Mountain for sure, which I think you oh said. Oh my god, in your me stories. too.
1: Yes, Favorite. I love Space Mountain. Oh my god. And I also really like the Matterhorn. That was cool too. But I think Space yeah, Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It, with like the, the like, what, Sasquatch, like, ice monster, like, jumping out of you. I was like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it was fun to like definitely go with friends. I definitely spend the whole day there. I feel like I probably would have burnt out after two days, but I will definitely go back. Like, I am so excited that I live here and I can go anytime. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you thought it. about getting we, a resident pass?
1: I thought about it. Um, we did look at it back in COVID days and there was some restrictions on it. And I haven't actually looked oh, since because <laughs> we just like flat out bought the tickets. But have you? do you have a resident pass?
0: I don't know. Um, I, we might get that. We might get that. We've been thinking about it. The thing is, they only allow you to do weekdays. There's no weekends open and no holidays, so that's the restriction. But you you get it pretty discounted, honestly.
1: That's um, pretty good. I think if
0: you go like three or four times in the year, you've paid it off.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's really good.
0: Or maybe it's two or three, yeah. something like that. So it's yeah. worth it. Oh, but totally. yeah, you would only be able to go on weekdays which, hey, the crowds
1: are usually better, off. so. Yeah, it's probably for the best overall. Yeah, we also got a Genie Pass, which was super life-saving. I don't know if you got a Genie Pass before. They yeah, did not I exist. feel like it's a must.
0: It's a, it's a new thing. It's, like, replacing their Fast Pass. So I've done their yeah. Fast Pass, but last time we went, um, it was, like, yeah, kind of, like, middle of COVID, or, or I mean, not, like, the middle of COVID. They <laughs> they weren't open, but... um like, post-COVID, it was, like, October uh, of last year, uh, they didn't have it available yet. So, um, yeah.
1: It just
0: just came out a couple months ago, I think.
1: Uh, Okay. Yeah, so we used that. It saved a lot of effort. Um, But the only downside is that you can only book, like, one ride and then go to that ride and then you can book another ride. So you can't, like, line up your whole day but I guess if everyone was doing that then no one would get on to the ride like by 8 a.m it would be full so yeah it kind of makes sense
0: yeah so that's what I was saying where you can like plan your trip out uh like by the times so it's like you go to the longest ride if you get there early you go to the ride with the longest wait traditionally first so you don't have to fast pass it later so you fast pass like the second longest ride later later on in the day um, so you can do all the other ones that are only, like, 25-minute waits, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And especially if you're doing two parks, you can kind of, like, hop between them and really plan out your... Oh, that's so plan good. Plan out your rides. It's so
1: fun. I know. All the Star Wars ones were my favorite. Those were so cool. Well, not my favorite because Space Mountain, but, like, they were so cool to look at. And so, like, yeah, you have to do them. Like, Did you do the Rise if, of the
0: Resistance one?
1: Yep, yeah. That's, like, Next. the like the, the demo one. where you're flying.
0: Uh I don't think you're f- no, that one's the uh, Millennium Falcon. The Rise of the Resistance you're on this like car and it's kind of like moving around
1: like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that where you see the troopers. So cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's so cool. I know I love it. And then we also saw like um Kylo Ren. We saw like all the characters like fighting on the stage after we're like, oh it's oh, amazing. Yeah. I know, that one's fun. So yeah, it was great. I really loved it. And yeah, we got turkey legs. They're nice. kind of gross. A must. To be honest. Mike want- and Mike and um Chad really wanted to get turkey legs. And they're, like, salted and brined, and they taste like ham. And I was like, this is so gross. I don't want this. So <laughs> but it's, like, so popular. I don't know why people it love is. them. It is. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's, it's so weird to me. <laughs> I've so, never tried it. Yeah, no, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Unless you just want a mouthful of salt. Um, oh, man. Ooh, yeah. So Disney was good, and then um, we had a quick turnaround. I think it was a week. And then we went to Mexico City, which was so nice. Oh, my God. Highly recommend it. Like, I know when I said that we were going, you, you were excited and you are like, oh, it sounds so cool. And, like, you kind of knew about it. But I feel like a lot of other people don't know about it. Like, especially people back home, they're just like, oh, what's Mexico City? Like, a big city. I just
0: think people don't really know about Mexico in general. Like, the amount of culture that is there and yeah. how advanced it is and... Yeah, I think the media like TV portrays it a very specific way, and it's not always that way. No, in I areas. think it's
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think it has it can really hold its own. Like it's a very beautiful well, the country is obviously gorgeous, but I can really only speak to what I saw in the city, but it's so pretty. It's very um it's surprisingly European. Like a lot of the architecture looks very German and or French maybe and then there's a lot of like little kind of smaller buildings in between and it's kind of strange like I wasn't expecting that yeah but it's I mean lovely. if you look at
0: the history they were invaded by Europeans um mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's a huge actually German influence over there which I learned recently when I went as well
1: yeah no it- it's really charming and I feel like you can see all the influences like their food and like we took a food tour um so we did like a taco street tour where we ate at a whole bunch of different local stands this like well this local she liked them and she picked them out for us and she was telling us about the like pork spit that um pastor comes on like the p- pork meat and she was like yeah that's when the Lebanese came, Mm -hmm. like, we adopted, like, their method of cooking and we just totally messed it up. Like, we put a different meat on there, we cook it in a different temperature, we put a pineapple on top. Like, she's like, we just, like, stole it and made it different. I'm like, that's cool. And she's like, honestly, that's a very Mexico thing. Like, it's super multicultural and They're very known for, like, welcoming different cultures and embracing them, or maybe even, you could say, stealing them, but making them maybe more exciting. (laughs) So they kind of take, like, what comes, and they just kind of roll with the punches, and I feel like you can see that in their food, in their architecture, in, like, a lot of their traditions. Like, another thing we did was the Lucha Libres, which I think somebody went to, like, the U.S. and was like, this is hilarious, and then, like, brought, like, wrestling back to Mexico and, like, made it like, their own special Mexican, like, show. And it, it's just cool. Like, they really know how to make something, like, so Mexican and just be so proud of it. Um, yeah, so that was cool. The architecture was really cool, um, like, just on the street. But specifically, we went and saw a couple of, like, architectural spots that I wanted to see. So one of them was the Louis Berrigan House, which Who isn't is actually that... that archi- it's. I don't know if... I think I sent you a picture. It's like the pink and yellow or the blue and red. It has very, very bright, like primary colors. And um, so this is an architect that... Um, I think he was working in like the 60s, 70s, 80s. I, I really should know. But anyways, he... Is a Mexican artist who was influenced by a lot of different things, um, kind of the indoor, outdoor um something else that's really important with his design is like privacy so a lot of his designs are like very enclosed but this house we went to see was one of his works so it's not the house he lived in it was like a bachelor pad that he made so it was all about like entertaining and like in the internal open spaces that flow from like inside to outside he played a lot on like light and color and how you see yourself like in the space so uh, like, our guide was always, like, you have to reflect on, like, your personal self as it is in this space, and I'm, like, oh, is yeah, the host trying cool. to, like, tell me something? Like, I don't know, um, but I'll definitely post pictures. I can post pictures on the, um, Coconut Grove, too, but, um, one really distinct piece was that there is this hallway, so you go into the house and it's very dark, and he was, like, different lighting techniques to separate spaces there are doors but you don't need to use the doors to separate the space so you're in the foyer it's very dark and then you can enter like the downstairs like entertainment area like through a long hallway which is um, painted yellow and there's little like very thin like slit windows all the way down the hallway and so it's just like this glowing tube of light that enters into an indoor pool
0: and the the pool yeah
1: it's so wicked and the pool there's like a blue wall and then like a red post in the middle of the room and the the i guess the reason he chose to paint it that way well for probably a number of reasons that are beyond my level of education but i think what he was saying was that, like, you could never focus your left eye and your right eye on the blue wall and the red wall at the same time. So it made the space feel, like, kind of more larger than it truly was and, like, more open. And I think it also was just, like, kind of a parody on, like, you know, I can boggle your mind with just paint. You know, it was very yeah. cheeky. Um, but it's really pretty, and they showed us pictures of what it looked like at night. So a lot of windows are small and, like, linear. So there's a lot of, like, lights cast all throughout the room. And then at night, it's, like, lit. Um, The pool's lit, and there's no other light source in that floor. It's just wow. the pool. So it just, like, glows from below. <laughs> so it's awesome. very shocking. It's a very interesting design, and I thought that was very neat. And I was glad to see that. I saw... A couple of art museums, a couple I went in, some I just looked at the outside, because I feel like the building itself was more exciting. Um, Bellas Artes is like, it has this huge orange dome, it's sort of in the central city, it's very pretty, and um, museum... Sumoya which is like this twisted like mirrored sculpture and oh, you could cool. go in and like the museum is just like a circle or all spirals. the way up it's nice. very neat yeah 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 so really architectural um trip from that point of view and then we just ate lots and lots of food which in the end ended up being the downfall because we were I just know. so excited to try everything Um, yeah we had a lot of really delicious pastries obviously a ton of tacos and then we also had some ceviche, which I think is what got us. Um, we went to a really nice place and we were like, okay, I'm sure it's going to be okay because it's it looks so clean and everything looks really good. And there's like a ton of people here and lots of families and everyone was eating everything. And we tried one. We split one taco with seafood on it. And I think that's what got us. So for those of you who didn't hear yet, but I got so sick, I was... Not in the hospital, but it was a pretty close call. We were like losing fluids for like three days. So,
0: Nestor was telling me that the water is pretty contaminated there, so it's also a possibility that it had been through the water. He, because, um, yeah, I told him he was like, Oh, was it the water?
1: It's like, I don't know why,
0: what's in the water? He's like, Yeah, yeah, the water's
1: really bad. Yeah, we drank bottled water, but he does have a point if they made their ice. Uh, with tap water it's possible because a couple of our drinks had ice but for the most part I feel like their ice was made with uh, bottled water but I don't know we dr like we didn't drink from the tap yeah we-, we ordered bottled water but you know I don't and think we're is. ever gonna know
0: oh that's
1: a problem is like you try to use your tap your travelers tips like I gave the, the pod listeners um but then you get tired or you get, you forget or, you know, just something goes wrong and you get sick. Or maybe it wasn't even anything that we ate at the restaurant. Like, maybe it was just something yeah. we got at the store that was already packaged, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Probably not, but
0: you never yeah, know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what's you, you can't really pinpoint something like that.
1: Yeah, like, we did our best. It probably was a bad idea to eat ceviche, even from a very fancy restaurant. But we got excited. We were really in the foodie mode, and we're like, okay, we'll just try a little bit. A little bit was enough, and, yeah, we got really sick. So it sucked because, A, it's really hard to be sick, like, away from your home, and be, like, getting help in another language was a bit tricky, like, Uh, we were using, like, Google Translate to the Max, (laughs) like, stomach bug, vomit,
0: antibiotics,
1: please, but luckily, they're actually very helpful and, like, really reactive, and they gave us, like, everything we needed very quickly, um... So we spent another day in the hotel and recovered, but just decided to skip the resort and come home. So I will have to comment on the beaches of Mexico another time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, what a bummer. (laughs) But at least you got to, I
0: mean, how many days you had there for
1: three? Um, we were on our feet for three and a half and we were in bed for two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like five days but i three active eh, (laughs) three three days moving around it's like a long weekend in mexico (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh which is kind of exciting because really you can do a long weekend there which is the crazy thing like if you live in the south of the states totally, yeah you could actually do that like we took a flight it was only three and a half hours and it was super cheap i mean i see no reason not to go again (laughs)
0: Yeah. And if you yeah, wanted to yeah. go to a
1: beach like on the west coast, like you could totally go to Cabo or whatever, and I don't know, probably yeah. no time at all, honestly. Oh, for yeah, so, I mean, there's like, Baja
0: California too. <laughs> like, if you really wanted to see parts of Mexico, I mean, honestly, California itself used to be Mexico, so
1: it's true. We're already there.
0: <laughs> we're we're already pretty much
1: there. <laughs> if we honor the the true heritage of who got here first, we're already there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say Mexico was wonderful. Ten out of ten. You see a lot of what influences Nestor now, though, don't you? The food, just like as a
0: person, and like, yeah,
1: yeah, I can see where he gets his food inspiration. Not all of it, because he obviously has a lot more creativity than just like, hey, this is what I know. But I can see like the roots of (laughs) of his inspiration, and I can kind of see like his style and like what some things he likes and. You know, when he tells me about Monterey or I'm like, oh, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it kind of adds up for me now, too, especially since I know, we right? stayed in the like hipstery area called Roma Norte. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's totally like Nestor would just love that place. I feel like it's <laughs> nice. a perfect match.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That sounds amazing. I'm very excited for you and also very upset for you because I wish you had more days of stories to tell
1: a vacation is uh, still a
0: vacation but yeah that's exactly right exactly exactly um yeah well um all in all um do you have any sunshine medicine out of that or do you have a, a new sunshine medicine are you glad to be back where are you at yeah where's your brain
1: <laughs> i'm super excited to be holding down water and not vomiting oh. <laughs> little things it's a big win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your sign? Chinese medicine.
0: Um, I got these salt lamps. Um, that plug into the wall. They're like, <gasps> I guess like wall lights, right? Like night yeah. lights, basically. Um, but they're salt lamps. They they've got like the pink Himalayan sea salt and they have like a little switch. And cute. I just bought a couple, and they are so cute. They're so cute. They every time I walk by them, I'm just like. Oh so cute it's like a tiny little <laughs> tiny little salt, uh, salt lamp it's got a little light bulb inside it's really cute
1: that's amazing is so that like inspired life? by the skinny confidential like sleep regime
0: no do they mention that
1: i, I yeah oh you are ahead of time girl oh, you man. are <laughs> you've got this i think
0: somebody i, I saw somebody mention them like last year like november or something like that on a different podcast um I think it was like maybe like their their wish list for Christmas or something, and I added them to my wish list on my Amazon cart. And I was going through my Amazon cart the other day, and I was like, "What are the things that I was like I'm gonna buy myself, but I never did that are like affordable?" So I got those.
1: (laughs) That's so good. Then you can have them on. It's like good mood lighting. You don't have to turn on the overhead lights at night.
0: Exactly. It's so nice. There's one on the living room and there's one in the bathroom. Perfect places. Mm-hmm, you need to go get mm-hmm. some water. There's a little bit of light. You need to go to pee. You don't have to turn a light on. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, I need to get myself some of those. So you should like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. Yeah. Um, so what are you looking forward to? Um, okay,
0: so I was reading my astrology chart today Yay. for the first time in a while. And I was looking at my transits specifically, like where today. Um, like planets are transiting through my chart and I notice that I have a ton of big transits that are encouraging me to do um, things relating to social media creative opportunities and things involving social justice and world peace so oh. I'm looking forward to dissecting that and figuring out like how to use my voice for the benefit of everybody else I guess so and a lot of these transits have been since like 2016 or like 2018, like different points in my life. And some of them just started like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So it's like very what's, relevant.
1: Like what's the newest one, do you think?
0: Oh, there's a ton of new planets transiting right now. I don't know which one specifically off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. So what, what can we expect to see? More activity on your Instagram?
0: I don't know about Instagram, but definitely TikTok. I think maybe YouTube.
1: Ooh, yeah, and
0: yeah, just like, yeah, the pod- this podcast, I think, uh, uh like uh, feeds
1: that as well. We're gonna beef it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, that's what about cool. you? What are you looking for? Um, to? well. This is kind of lame, <laughs> but Aww. I got, um, I think I'm going to get, it's not totally a promotion, but it's kind of like a lateral move. Um, so I, I'm going to be taking on a more senior clinic coming up soon at work. Does that also I'm mean ex- less work? Maybe? Um,
0: Aww. Need more work. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully more money, right?
1: Yeah. Should. Okay, good. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, I need I need that. Um it's yeah. exciting though. It's more like uh in the area I would be excited to work in. Like it's more along the lines of what I like to do. So I'm excited. Is it still for that. in the same hospital? Stay, same hospital, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it it's adult exciting. neurology. Yeah, adult neurology clinic. So it's a more cool. interesting yeah, the genetics of adult neurology, so I will be learning at a very fast pace.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Very cool. Yeah,
1: so I'm t- I am would be taking over my supervisor's position because she's moving on to a different role. So... Wow, congrats. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, you'll be fine. I hope so. Yeah, so you'll that should fun, be coming in the next couple of months.
0: Yeah. More engaging. I hope so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, so... My, my what's hot this week is quite literally what is hot. The sun is very hot. And you know how I saved myself from my horrible burns.
0: Oh, you mean like when you were on vacation, I'm like, it's been so cold. What do you mean? I know
1: it's been so cold. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Mexico, this is what saved me. This, this product is life altering. Have you heard of this? No, never. Okay, so it's not just an aloe vera. So it's called Maui vera. It's organic sunburn relief and after sun moisturizer. Now, the ingredients are very simple. It's obviously aloe and different aloe compounds. Um, But I think what the secret ingredient is, and maybe I just buy into the marketing, but I think it's called um, noni. So it's aloe, peppermint, and noni. And I think like Noni is like a very traditional Hawaiian fruit or like plant of some kind. But this stuff has saved me from intense like third-degree sunburns. Oh my goodness. And I have sure about so, it. So I first saw it in Hawaii in Maui. And I picked it up and then actually got connected with this company. Um I talked about it a little bit on my personal story at one point because I was so shocked at how good quality it is and how it actually helps you feel so much better like I've used like the green aloes like they're just gross and like gelatinous this one is just so much nicer so I mentioned them and they sent me another bottle so (gasps) this is the bottle yeah this is the bottle they sent me and I love their products and I still follow them and I think they're selling them mainland US now they're also selling like um I think it's more like a lotion like a tanning lotion or like a like, a he- it's, they're all healing products, but it's, like, more lotion-based, so I'm really excited to try that, see if I can find it. I will look around and see where we can find it here, because I, I know you can find it. I think you can get it on Amazon, actually, but it's so nice. freaking good. It's the best aloe I have used in my entire life, and I, I am notorious for getting sunburns. So. That's a great recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your... What's up? Oh, I've got a few.
0: I also have a sunscreen on my list. Um, my style, oh, yeah. Well, I guess, like, sun-related product. Uh, mine is by the brand called Vacation. Um, I've been following them since I saw them on Instagram. They have, like, the most incredible Instagram aesthetic I've ever seen. Their website, their branding, it's, like, a designer's paradise. <laughs> they have the best branding. And it's, like, supposed to be, like, late 1980s vintage sunscreen brand. And that's, like, exactly what they are. It's it's beautiful. Um, but they have a sunscreen oil that I just bought at Ulta because they are at Ulta now. Um, let me get it for you so I can show you. It's so pretty.
1: I'm just looking at their page. Okay, so this is the bottle. It's,
0: Ooh. It says Chardonnay oil. I don't know what that means. I guess that's the oil <laughs> it uses. Um, it smells so good. It's so light and it absorbs into your skin so well. And it just like leaves you looking just really glowy. Um, yeah, it says clean, lightweight and reflect and refreshing, which I agree with. So I'm excited because I hate sunscreen. I hate the way it feels. I think it's the nastiest, ickiest, like, ugh. and the smell gets to me after a while. So this brand has awesome smelling sunscreen and not sponsored yet. <laughs> not sponsored, sponsored. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Also on my what's hot list, um, <laughs> This one's kind of literal. Um, not really. Maybe a little bit. Um, the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. It's just very hot. thats It's very hot. <laughs> um, also on my list is psychedelics. Um, okay. So Nestor's mom just did ayahuasca, and she had a wonderful experience. So we were talking about psychedelics and reminded me of my mom's experience and whatnot. So... Maybe exploring psychedelics soon into my future. Um, Nestor's astrological chart has a lot of like him needing like spiritual exploration, so we're like, okay, we might dive in a little bit back into psychedelics because it's been a few years. Um, yeah, ready to expand the mind and see, you know, what kind of creative mess can come from that. So that's
1: hot. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if your guys' charts are aligned there, that would be incredible. I would love yeah. to see what comes. Huh.
0: Right. Um, and then the last thing on my list is the skinny confidential ice roller. I finally got it and I'm obsessed oh, you with did. it. I got the sleeping bag with it, which is mm-hmm. like so you can put the roller in and then put the whole thing in the freezer, and then your like face roller doesn't touch the stuff in the freezer. And it also like insulates the cold better, so your face roller is like max cold. Oh, it's amazing. That's obsessed. That's so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. That's why I tagged you in that post. I was like, okay, you need to enter this because you need a skinny
1: confidential ice roller. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do. I needed everything in her list. I was like, what the heck? How do I get this? I know, right? It looks it so good. was really amazing. Well, I mean, I feel like she usually recommends some pretty incredible products, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So, um... Well, it's glad to have you back, um, or Thanks. good to have you back, I guess. I'm glad. It's good. I can use my words correctly. Um, anyways. I'm glad too. <laughs> um, are you excited for this week's episode topic?
1: Yes. I feel like this week's episode is something we've been laughing about and talking about since we met, and I'm so I excited know. to finally cover it because it's so, like, in your face in LA, and... Um, it just so happens I'm rushing out to go to one of them <laughs> at some point here Amazing. tonight. So it's, it's like a really current topic. Um, so tell me what, um, okay, well, I guess before with that,
0: <laughs> let's transition into that topic so we can talk about um, bougie fitness and the wacky, expensive world of the fitness industry uh, in mm-hmm. LA. Let's do that. <coughs>
1: all right bougie fitness bougie fitness i feel um, like it's okay. also called boutique fitness but
0: yeah uh-huh. i like
1: bougie better because that Me kind too. of gives the right connotation it's more honest yeah it's honest
0: <laughs> yeah um mm. so what do, you, what do you have to bring to the table today what, what kind of research did you do what angle did you take
1: yeah so I was all for the like oh my god, like bougie fitness is everywhere and like it's hilarious and it's a good way to lose like ten thousand dollars a year. <laughs> for real. Which I definitely want to talk about. And don't get me wrong, it's some it's definitely something I participate in. But um I think when I did my reading I realized just how much it's it can and is sometimes like a cult. So oh, I entered the cult zone, and I have a lot of information on cults and getting out of cults. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> very fascinating! Did you? okay. So other than cults, what else did you look up? Because I'll, I'll see if we can find a commonality, and then we'll start there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we, we haven't yet found something that's common. Well, um, I love okay. that you
0: took the angle of cults. <laughs> I think that's fascinating.
1: That's so <laughs> Isn't funny. That ridiculous. Oh, um, so I think I wanted to talk a little bit about like mm, two things. So Bikram yoga and how that started and like took off in LA. And then also um like the Soul Cycle craze in New York. Um and then maybe some of the less branded things, like pole dancing, Pilates yoga. Um, CrossFit even though that's like kind of a brand and then even self-help being sort of like um, you know a fitness group in a way like this whole idea of just like self-improvement being like worth all your time and all your money to achieve do you know what I mean yeah totally so Yeah, like that's kind of the angle I came from. Oh my gosh, that's lovely. Um, Okay,
0: that's fascinating. Um, I have some similarly odd angles um, on my stuff, but they're more kind of like fun facts. Um, Okay, let's start
1: with those because those would probably be a good intro.
0: I know, but I also, I I feel like the best place to start is just like by answering this very simple question, how much is the fitness industry worth? Um, I, I just really wanted oh. to know how how much money, specifically in gyms. I was specifically looking at gyms and health and fitness clubs. How much oh money there is. So in California in 2022, it was $4.4 billion worth. In the entire oh United God. States in 2022, um, this is like obviously like the projected, right? Based off of uh, last year and the year before. Um, in the United States, it... Is at uh, thirty six point two billion dollars. So California makes up about twelve percent of the U.S. industry, um, which is incredible.
1: It is, but <laughs> it's kind of along the lines of like the look good, feel good, and the whole like plastic surgery episode we did. Like people care about their appearance. It makes here. sense. Yeah, yeah it, it makes does. sense.
0: It makes sense. So, um, anyways, I thought we should start out with that just to like really show how how extreme how extremely important fitness is to Californians. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also, um, in the same line with like, uh, like weird fitness trends, I went like, what are like classes that you and I could go take today? And also like, what are, (laughs) what are like trends that you could do back in the 1920s? I kind of wanted to like look at where fitness has changed and how it's always been like a way to make money. Um, and then I tie that up in a ni- nice, neat little bow by asking the question, are fitness classes exclusionary, which I have some answers mm. on. So um, all in all, I think we could start with the the wacky fitness trends from the 20s, 30s, 40s, etc. Tell me about the cult. I'll tell you about weird classes we can go to now. And then you can tell me about uh, how yoga started. And then we can do our Q&A after.
1: Love
0: it. Okay, cool. So let's start with these weird fitness trends, uh, these old ones. Um, So starting with the vibrating belt of the 1940s, uh, women would place a belt on their problem areas that they wanted to slim down on. Uh, It could be your calf, thighs, butt, arms, like you could put it literally anywhere. And the machine would rapidly shake and jiggle the fat away. Um, It was marketed as a 30-minute workout, and there is a JCPenney's ad that you can find online, and it was being sold for $139, uh, which I can imagine is incredibly expensive back in the day. Um, And uh, so it was invented in the 1920s, but it took off in the 1940s and remained popular through the 1960s. resistance bands I don't have an exact date on some of these but they're kind of funny um resistance bands used to look like two pieces of cloth around your ankles with a literal spring in between
1: (laughs) I feel like if that breaks you're in a really big problem
0: totally yeah it's like a big wiry spring right in between your legs and you just use it like a resistance band I thought that was hilarious but also shows how long like resistance training has been in existence so was that Um, before rubber was invented (laughs) I know, right? Um, In the 1940s, there was this portable sauna, which was a large cloth placed over you and an air pump pushed heat through it. Um, So you would just like sit and read. So it looks a lot like the sweat box from Halloween Town. I don't know if you remember Halloween Town where like the kids like go to the ghost to get ghost sweat. And he's like in a sweat box. It looks like that, but it's like cloth. Oh, <laughs> um, and in the in the link uh, in the sources, I'll uh, mm-hmm. put the link uh, where you can find some of these images. Um, there were electro uh, electric stimulation devices, which you were told could get you to work up a sweat without having to move. So they would be like bandages on your legs and like all over your body. They would electrocute you oh, <laughs> as a God. form of fitness. Uh, but sometimes these electrical currents would be placed in small baths. To stimulate
1: blood circulation. (laughs) That sounds insane. And honestly, it sounds like something my cousin did like two years ago. She went to this place and she put like electrodes all over her body and she like stood there for like 10 minutes and paid a whole bunch of money. I was like, what is this called? Yep. It's definitely still a thing. Um what? I wish
0: I had a reference for it right now, but I um one of my favorite fitness influencers, I mentioned her all the time, Natasha, Natasha Ocien. She mm-hmm. did a video on it, on, on like the ab machine that you can put on your body. And, you know, she does everything science-based. So she studies everything, looks into a lot of research and, you know, does trial tests, things like that. And she was like, it's literal bullshit. <laughs> she was like, yeah. this doesn't do anything um yeah so it just goes to show you that not everything that shows you there tells you you can lose weight is actually there to make you lose weight um and then the last really funny one that i had was this like hamster wheel device where you placed your hands and feet on the inside and like rolled around
1: i'm looking Um, at that right now It's yeah uh,
0: It it was told that you were able to strengthen your core by staying inside the wheel. And honestly, that seems to check out, like, in my logic. Like, if I were upside down and having to roll around and keep myself inside this hamster wheel without dying, yeah, I'm
1: sure I'd be using my core. (laughs) So, like, do you that outside? Do you, like, run the risk of rolling into the street? (laughs) I guess you would just, like, go down a hill or something. I don't know. It's so weird, huh? Can you Or just your like someone push you around. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Get oh your gosh. workout on. Roll down the hill. <laughs> That's insane. But also, yeah. like, when you think about it, like, yeah, we've all like humans have been running after the latest fitness craze since the beginning yeah. of time.
0: We're <laughs> like, just lazy creatures who are like dying to be the, the fittest animal uh, of whatever for our stupid egos.
1: It's um. so true. <laughs>
0: yeah okay so tell us about the cult tell
1: us about culty things okay well basically there was a few things that got me onto this um I guess I can start with something that's like a personal experience and why I you know why it came to mind when we thought of bougie fitness so (laughs) Bougie Fitness, in my mind, is absolutely epitomized by a lot of the workout classes available in Los Angeles, one of which I attend on a regular basis. So I attend Beach Cycle. I've talked about it a thousand times. It's so wonderful. It literally feels like a religious experience on the beach. And I've had (laughs) girls say this when they left, and it's hilarious. I'm like, this could not be more creepy. Um, (laughs) But I am, like, acutely aware of, like, just how intense, like, people can get and how intense I can get. Um, and I've had my fair share of like run-ins with those sort of like free, you know, you get three free classes or what are mm-hmm. you going to drop in for half price? Like you get all those options. And so, um, one time I tried a class back in Victoria, it was really similar to, I feel like berries maybe. Um, and My friend wanted to go, and so we tried one. We signed up. We went in. We did it, and I didn't really like it. I just felt like we were moving from, like, station to station too much, and, like, every other, like, bougie fitness class inside, there's, like, low lighting, and, like, it's kind of a mood. It's kind of a vibe. They're just, you know, they're yelling at you. The music's really loud. (laughs) And, like, I just felt something was off. Like, it just kind of felt too... Elite, like I wasn't necessarily getting a workout because I wasn't at the level that other people were already at, right? And How weird, so I was just kind of like, I oh, it feels exclusionary, and it also just feels like, um, like <laughs> the fitness was just beyond my level. Um, so that was like and the there first was no life. way
0: for you to like
1: adjust, there was really no modifications, <gasps> no like you could kind of modify, but effectively you were like lifting weights at two or three stations and then running on a treadmill for a certain period of time and like you could kind of set your stations properly but like there was so little time between getting from station to station mm. that I just felt like if you were slow you were done like you were going to be left behind or you weren't going to be able to get as many reps in because like the class didn't wait for you and I feel like yeah there weren't I feel that like that's pretty typical of
0: classes too
1: yeah, I think it was maybe just that the the um exercises that we had to do were so specific. They weren't easy to pick up like right away. But I think what really frustrated me was that um like the prices were extreme. Like you had to register for some kind of crazy pass on that day and then it was not affordable and I was just like, "Oh gosh, cuz I was still a student." And I just said like, "No, like I'm going to think about it like if I really want to do this, I'll come back, I'll buy the pass then." And they called me they called my cell phone like every day that week. And then they called like once a week for the next year. I ended up blocking their number. Yeah. That's so I was insane. like, I'm not interested. I can't afford this. And now it's probably like when I realized that Bougie Fitness or some fitness groups really are closer to a cult than to a fitness group. So I went looking to see like, okay, what really constitutes like a cult and like when do you know you're in a cult um and all over the internet is like psychologists talking about like how to know if you're in a cult and like what when to get out of a cult how to get out of a cult and I was just like why is fitness so closely linked to these cults And I realized that, um, well, a lot of things that draw people into cults are the things that draw them into, like, these fitness groups. So, like, often people are, like, looking to self-improve after going through a really difficult time. They maybe have, because they've gone through a difficult time, they've been feeling isolated or lonely. They're kind of craving that group experience. They want to make new friends. They want to be included. Um, And I think a lot of people during those lower times in their lives... I'm not necessarily saying that a lot of people are coming to fitness from a low point, but a lot of us are looking to improve ourselves, right? We're looking to transform from like the place we're at to a higher place. And so I think that this combination of three things, which fits so well with like a fitness um, class is actually really aligned with why people join cults. So so I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I was like, "Well, that's a dangerous market. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense, but like when you're in it, how would you know? Like maybe I'm already like part of the beach cycle cult and I and I'm loving it and maybe like someone else me. and they're loving it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm telling all my friends. I'm in the, the, the merch. Cult. Don't worry. <laughs> Like so What cult are you I'm, in? What cult are you yeah, in? Exactly. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my god, the overlap is huge. So um one I think one company that kind of epitomizes this, I don't know if maybe the parent company is so much a call, but Equinox. So Equinox is like the most expensive gym I could think to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bougie it's so elite it's very luxe it has so many things in it that are, have nothing to do with fitness like a spa and like a know, pool I... well I mean maybe a pool but you, you know it's just like it's so much more than a gym and they're like the parent company and they have all these sub companies and one of them is SoulCycle I'm sure you've heard of SoulCycle
0: oh I didn't know that Equinox owned SoulCycle
1: yeah as far as I can tell they're related um so sense. I did some reading about Soul Cycle, and I realized because I, I always knew that Soul Cycle was cool, but I don't think that they had it in Victoria, so I never really got on that craze. Um, but when I moved here, I thought about doing Soul Cycle. You know, Soul Cycle is so cool, and I, then I got into Beach Cycle, and that seemed a little, little bit more healthy, um, especially during the pandemic. But Soul Cycle has this crazy past of just being so elitist. Do you know the past? Yeah, totally. Oh, it's, yeah, Isn't it's, it's it very C? yeah. Like, so for those who don't know, um, I think what was cool and also crazy is that it may and this mainly took off in big cities, so New York, L.A., probably a few other major American cities, but it was so elite at its peak that you really had to be on like a wait list. You couldn't even get in half the time. Some people were booking three classes a day because they were like preferred students.
0: Yeah. Um, people
1: would book yeah only for their uh their like beloved instructor like the soul cycle instructors were becoming like more famous than famous people and they were they were like the famous people to the famous people like they were oh my gosh teaching the stars how to ride and then it became this super insane inclusivity exclusivity club like you if you weren't attractive like you couldn't ride in the front row the same thing for the instructors like if you were attractive you would have more clients there was like coaching for the coaches to be like more attractive, like basically sell sex yeah, for this like cycle seat, And it actually blows my mind because when you think about it, like for something that's primarily a cardio workout, I'm just like, what are we doing here? What are our goals? Like we're not really even achieving our goals here. But I guess the whole thing is just like something that seems so harmless like that. And so like, fun and fitness and healthy like oriented and just digressed into such like a nasty experience for so many people and it was so exclusive not to mention just like the price limitation um yeah exactly and that's like only a few years ago and then really yeah like I think it probably would have thrived if there was no um pandemic because what did it turn into it just turned into like peloton nation (laughs) so well, yeah, I, I mean,
0: I don't, I don't know if SoulCycle would have necessarily survived because they were really, um, they were on thin ice, uh, in 2020 specifically with, uh, um, like racial allegations, um, right? That's like true. within the company. So, um, that definitely contributed to their downfall for sure. Like what you're saying, just being like really exclusive, um, having a very preferred look for their instructors, um. Yeah, I mean, when you when you run a company like that, and at this day and
1: age, it does, you 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 can't last long. <laughs> well, it's so funny that you say that because I was reading their like, obviously, like their mantra and like their mission statement is full of inclusivity statements, and that's total be like total bullshit because you can see that it's not like that's yeah, their their whole name of their game and is
0: pivot and,
1: yeah yeah ex like excluding people. So I feel like these companies are too, like, they're based on extreme marketing practices, and they're going for exclusivity. Like, they just want to make you feel like there's more behind closed doors than there truly is, which is why it feels like a cult.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I was reading a lot of, like, that same kind of thing when I was asking the question, are fitness classes exclusionary? Um, and two of these articles that I pulled from are from 2020 specifically because, I mean, that's when when people are really having to face the question, like, am I racist? Is this industry racist? Um, so I have a couple articles I wanted to quote from that really uh, highlight that same kind of idea. Um, so this one says, um, this is an article from um, Self the title of the article says what it means to be black in fitness. Uh, this piece says the fitness industry is designed for skinny white women and skinny people that have fat pockets. It's designed to make people whose bodies aren't in the I- ideal feel judged and spend more to achieve the ideal. Um, mm-hmm. So that was um, written by the co-founder of a company called can And uh, they're in the cannabis industry. Um, and then the article also says to be a black professional in the boutique fitness world is to be accustomed to being the only brown face in a sea of white. That kind of exclusion seems almost by design and certainly doesn't affect people. Certainly doesn't only affect people of color with classes hovering at $40 in some cities. Spaces are not designed to welcome anyone but the able bodied. The boutique fitness space doesn't seem to be made for people who don't fit that mold. Um, and then another so article true. on Medium uh, says the, the surprising link between fitness and racism. And I'm like, is it that surprising when you really think about it? No, it's not. Um, so this article says, the fitness world has always favored one body type over the other. That is slim, white, able-bodied. People whose bodies do not match the norms are constantly left out of dominant representations. Don't believe me? Notice how quick quick Google search for the term yoga or fitness results in countless pictures of thin white women, yet you'll have to scroll for minutes on end before coming across a single woman of color. Uh, Fat phobia is inherently rooted in racism and classism, and people who fail to live up to society's standards of beauty are often labeled as lazy or immoral, and these stereotypes hurt women of color and black people even more. And then it continues to say access to fitness spaces become limited by discriminatory factors such as race, size, ability, and so forth. By defining thin white women as the faces of fitness, mainstream fitness cultures erect barriers. It denies non white, fat, and disabled bodies do not adhere to the norm. Safe access to spaces like gyms, yoga studios, and workout classes. As long as people are in the margins of society, They will not feel comfortable within them, and we will have work to do. So those are linked. I thought those really highlight some of the things that you were saying.
1: Totally. I feel like um, because I was going to talk a little bit about like startup costs, the joining Bougie Fitness, and I feel like right there. And then there's limitations for a person who exists outside of the, you know, norm fitness look right right away if you're not the right skin color if you're not the right body type you're going to be you know subject to the worst part of the marketing and then if you can't afford to kind of get on board with the uniform you're going to stand out like a sore thumb and what I mean by uniform is like every sport has some kind of stupid extra cost that you have to put in when you already are paying like $35 for a drop-in like how expensive is a lululemon like pair of leggings or like for my beach cycle thank god my parents bought me my shoes but I wouldn't be able to afford that (laughs) they're like oh Christmas present but like that's I'm coming from a place of privilege I feel like a lot of people would never even think to put money towards that like there's such a huge startup cost what like what happened to paying ten dollars for a soccer ball at Walmart and kicking out around the field with your friends you know so yeah I feel like that's like it's fair to call it a uniform because it's like you have to look a certain way to join the club or you can't sit with us
0: yeah, I mean there's there's monthly membership fees and then there's annual fees and then they ask for your driver's license. Like there's so many requirements just to get into the door and just to be able to stay there and use the equipment that sometimes these gyms don't even replace and they're renting the equipment. So what's the excuse? I know. <laughs>
1: as I was looking at cults <laughs> um something that I came across I, you know actually I watched a really amazing Netflix documentary on it I should look that up but um basically there is a very excellent example of how these kinds of cults take off and how normal everyday people can get sucked into like the look, the vibes, the body type, the it girl situation, like it's so easy to do. It happens to so many people. So Bikram yoga is actually a perfect classic example. So Bikram yoga was basically formed by or like modified by a guy named Bikram Chaudhary. Um He was born in India in 1944. And he began studying yoga just before 1970. He came to the US actually in 71. And he started Teaching yoga in apparently health resorts in California. I know that his first um, like studio was actually on Wilshire, which is incredible, oh, crazy. Yeah, and he obviously targeted like more famous people, so he was having a lot of like celebrities come there and do his practice. Um, I, for anyone who doesn't know, Bikram yoga is um, a specific type of yoga. I feel like those who like Pilates probably also <laughs> like Bikram yoga, as long as you can handle the heat. Um, so it's 26 postures. I think it's over the course of an hour and a half and it's done in 40 degree heat, 40 degrees Celsius. Ooh, I don't know what that is. Double. 80. It's like over a hundred 100 degrees and
0: something. Yeah.
1: And, um, so it's supposed to mimic the temperatures of India and it's a very, very like, regimented practice. Like you are not supposed to leave the room once you start. Like that's offensive to the teacher. You have to like idolize your teacher. You have to nail all these very difficult poses. Have you done it before? Never. No. It's crazy. I, I did it a lot when I was like 20 because there was a studio very close to my parents' house, which like it was pretty far out from anything. So I thought it was a good option for me. And I nearly passed out every time I went. Oh my god! It's so difficult. It's so difficult. And so this documentary basically goes into how this guy um, started this very like elite fitness practice of this really incredible thing called Bikram Yoga. And like he brought that yoga to the US and like um, in the 70s, 80s, people really caught on. And it's talking like the documentary is talking about how a bunch of women, also men, really started to idolize him. Um, But as this happened and he gained more like following, he became more of like a king and ended up like abusing his followers and like sexually assaulting people.
0: Oh my God. And becoming
1: wow. like so verbally offensive and physically like damaging to people in the courses and the classes and just like monetizing things so much and like expecting people to pay so much money to become yoga teachers. Like, I feel like y- yoga has like such a good heart and like the root of yoga is so good, but like, That is exactly what I mean, is it can just digress into this, like, cult-like thing. Um, So I think anyone who's interested in this topic should definitely check it out. Um, Let me just check what the name is.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Bikram Yogi Guru Predator. So it's exactly that. He's all of those things, a yogi, a guru, and a predator. That Um, was the
0: name of the documentary?
1: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it came out... I feel like it came out in 2019. It's really good. It's just a little bit disturbing, um, but it's exactly that. Like, sure, it's not as bougie as our bougie today, where we wear our Lululemons wow. and we like look yeah. amazing. But it is still the same kind of thing. It's bougie and it is is like and it is dramatic. I highly recommend it for anyone who is interested in the topic. And I think it's really it, it has so much overlap with what we're doing today, like Soul Cycle, or you know, electropulse therapy, like you're part of a club, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, weird and
0: fascinating. Also intriguing in some ways, just like the concept of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the instructor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you about some weird fitness classes that we could go take today. Uh, this is pulled from an article or a blog post from 2019, so I can't speak for sure if they're still open, um, but I'm still going to mention them anyways because the concepts are great. Um, so, Extreme Pilates at Studio MDR, it's a total body workout using their reformer machines. It's apparently very difficult, hence the name.
1: Uh, That's still open. I've driven past that.
0: Nice. Uh, There's the Flying Tree Pose, which is aerial yoga by the company Air. Um, This is yoga done on like those silks that hang from the ceiling. Um, And I've done silks before, and those are pretty difficult. Really? Um, Just like the balance of it. Yeah. Uh, Then there's Booty Poppin' 101, a dance class by LA Dance Fit. Um, There is apparently a disco ball in neon lights, and that's like the draw. (laughs) Booty Papa, <laughs> I love that. We should go. <laughs>
1: Booty there's,
0: uh, I think there's actually another disco ball related class that opened recently in Hollywood. I want to say it's A K T Weho because um, they reached out and they like offered me a free class and I was like, oh, totally. And I like I forgot to like go. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so then there's a don't fall asleep, which is a yoga class done to upbeat music. Um, and that is done by the company Playlist Yoga. So I assume by the name, maybe they have other types of playlists that you can go to do your (laughs) yoga at. Um, This one's called Get Your Tan On by Aqua Yoga, and it's it's called uh, Aqua Yoga, the actual, like, exercise, and it's yoga on a paddleboard. I'm obsessed, and I need to do that.
1: Where can we do that, in Marina? Where do we do Look that? Look it up.
0: It's called Aqua Yoga, uh, and the Aqua class is called yoga. Get Your Tan On. Uh, the next class I have is called Get Buzzed, and it is a high impact class by Plate Fit. It's a the uh, the entire workout is done on a vibrating plate to apparently keep your muscles engaged. Sounds a little fake to me, but maybe it's not. Um, And then there's You Can Do Anything for a Few Minutes by Orange Theory, which is also a high-impact vibrating plate workout. Um, There is A Day at the Beach, which is an indoor beach class done by Sandbox Fitness. And it's best for people who need a gentler workout for their joints. So when you look at this class, the studio is full of sand. It's indoors. It's like a, a studio with a mirror, like a dance studio, but it's full of sand and like surfboards on this like machine. Um it looks hilarious and incredible.
1: Um So how do they how do they keep the sand in? <laughs> like, what do you mean, you mean, like track that stuff around like Oh, I'm sure. I just imagine it gets like out. a room with like just sand, sand coming out of the doors, it's in people's shoes and oh I'm sure pants. <laughs> I'm sure it's awful.
0: Maybe they have like a locker room where it like collects all the stuff in between going (laughs) to the lobby. Very curious. Um, This one is called The Best Kind of Happy Hour. And it's a membership-based group by Electric Flight Crew. Um, The membership includes four training sessions and two Sunday Fun Day sessions at their studios. (laughs) And after every workout, there is a no-shower happy hour at a local bar. And I guess the cocktails are free. Um, That's cute. Sounds very fun. And then the last one on my list is called Ain't No Mountain High Enough at Rise Nation. And it's just a 30-minute vertical climbing machine workout. So, yeah, those are some fun
1: LA classes. So kind of classes. Tasteful.
0: Depends I on, think the, LA kind of is, on the incline.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I couldn't do that for, like, more than five minutes. But I think LA is definitely killing it when it comes to the weird and wonderful. And like I said, if you're looking for exciting ways to spend your money, it's pretty easy um I, I definitely have had this experience with doing um class paths. You just go on there, you're like, scroll, 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 okay, here's something crazy and I already have points and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um the Bunda that you do, how does that compare? To the rest of the classes?
0: Yeah, is or, it like, instructor? Or is
1: it more normal? <laughs>
0: It's a little both. Um, the rooftop classes are the most normal. Um, it's just an instructor and you get your weights, you pick your own weights. Um, you have resistance bands. It's mostly resistance training on the roof uh, and like weights. Um, inside you can a hundred percent get cold vibes. Uh, the lights always off and there's always like neon lights. Um, I appreciate that the lights are off because it allows for people to not feel self-conscious and, um, and I also noticed that Bunda's clients are pretty diverse. Uh, they have people of all shapes and sizes and of all colors going there and of all genders and gender identities. Um, so it's it's actually pretty um, inclusive as far as, like, the people that go there. Um, the owners are both white. Uh, they're a white married couple. Um, but... They actually just opened up in Miami as well. So there's Bunda in LA and there's now Bunda in Miami. Um, but you get a very cult like vibe. There's like stations, like half the workout is on the staircase and the other half is resistance training on your station. Um, but they usually make your stations really close to your Stairmaster so you don't have to like spend all your time running back and forth.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a big difference because that was my biggest, well, one of my biggest complaints with the one I ran into, obviously. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I wanted to know, like, do you think that these kinds of like, well, I think it depends for each person. But in your experience, like, do you think these like bougie fitness kind of class like things or like group like fitness are beneficial for people trying to make health changes? Or do you think there are other better ways to do it as a whole? Obviously, it's for individual for each person. But what do you think?
0: I think it depends on the class. Um, I think they're like you're saying, like there's so many easy ways for you to get absorbed into a cult just for like the status of saying that you take a class somewhere. Um, I think at the end of the day, fitness is free. If you if you want to work your body out, you do not need a gym membership or a class membership. Um, Like we've been mentioning, it seems like the demographic is the white and the rich. Um, So if you have money to spend on classes and it's expected by society, then I think people just like naturally feel pressured to. Um, but I think if you're going to take a class, the reasons you should be taking a class are, like, motivation-related. Like, you you just feel like you want to be supported in your journey um, rather than, like, forcing yourself because others are doing it. I feel like there's, like, a very specific distinction in the two. Um, and, and understanding the ways that you like to work out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think... If you hate cycling like I do, I am not going to sign myself up for cycling classes. Um, I'm just going to dread those workouts every day. So (laughs) if I'm needing to work out and the only thing that's motivating me is like I'm going to go surfing or something like that, if I were a surfer, then then I would say like, well, take classes like that so you can do the thing that you enjoy more of as you're working out versus the thing that you're like, what's going to burn the most calories? Because you're just going to burn yourself
1: out really fast. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I think you touched on two really important things there, like do it more for the self for like the internal self, not for like the visuals, like, okay, I look good and present this way. I'm, you know, going off to my class, I'm, you know, I'm going over my lunch break, like do it for yourself. And when you're thinking about doing it for yourself, like think about what your body needs to like, as we all know, like both of us have had some um, some type of fitness journey over the last few years. Mine included like a bit of time with dieting and some time with a personal trainer. And that really flipped on my head, like all of the preconceived notions I had about like, what is fitness? What is motivation? What is success? And what is sustainability? I feel like So I used to think that group fitness was for me. And for a lot of things, it's still for me. But I think I found that I'm actually very successful alone, which was shocking. I think a lot of women can probably identify with that. I think a lot of people tell me at least that they prefer to work in a group. It's more motivational. It's more comforting. And I think that's all very, very true. And I feel the same way a lot of times. But I think because I built a lot of confidence in like some skills, even if it's just two or three movements, I know I can do two or three movements. And I can do those very successfully, and it makes me feel good. So now I've, like, derived a bit more, like, satisfaction from something other than, like, these group fitness classes. And then I also started to evaluate, like, what makes my body feel good. And I don't think that I'm, like, huge on the cardio, like I used to think. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of women love cardio, and maybe they love it for all the I right reasons. I think that's reasons. just what we're told, to. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I think a lot of us are just following because it it's what we've heard, right? Like... Especially the eighties and nineties, like thin, like no muscle structure at all was like the the ideal body type and now like strong fit is sexy. I think a lot of women are starting to turn to like weightlifting. I mean I think CrossFit is still having a place because it does include weightlifting and that's still a little totally, bit cult like. Yeah. But I think like I reevaluated like what I was doing and what like what my body responded to. And then also maintenance. Like, it's so much easier to maintain, like, a small yeah. change over time than just, like, massive hits. Hit workouts. Like, I just oh, got so tired. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So You're not supposed to do a hit workout daily. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so individual, but it's also, like, really listening to the self. Like, what does your body actually
0: want? 100%. It's getting really in tune with that. Um, so what fitness classes have you tried and do you have any opinions on them? Like, so you've done, you've done beach cycle. You love it. What other classes do you, have you tried and hated? (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, I love beach cycle. Um, so I used to do this like hit boxing class. I've done a lot of boxing, but it specifically was like a hit boxing class. And so you were just like punching things and like running in circles. And it was so loud and so aggressive and so obnoxious. And there was like no technique involved at all. But everyone was just like screaming and kicking and like thrashing and like running. And they had like a disco night. And I was just like, someone's oh going God. to lose an eye. Um. So that was hilarious. And it, 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 I think it like got my spirits up just going there and having like people screeching. Um, it wasn't for me in the end. I thought that was so funny though. Um, it did get me onto boxing though. So I started doing, uh, like actual boxing in the ring, um, at my old, uh, gym in, in Victoria. Um, I've taken a few other hit classes, which have been pretty much the same intensity. And I don't know, I just like, I love the hit, but I just don't know if I can sustain it. It's so hard for me. I'm so yeah. slow transitioning from like thing to I thing. Hate, hate classes. I also, so also hard. you're not,
0: you're really not supposed to be doing high intensity workouts more than 20 minutes. 15 to 20 minutes is a sweet spot for your body. Anything past that, you're increasing the uh, stress hormones in your brain and it takes you longer to recover. Therefore, it takes you longer to lose weight. It's it's actually a
1: reversed you're science totally right. on that. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. You want to increase your metabolism, increase your muscle tone and mass. Yeah. So, yeah, I've tried those. I did TRX. Have you done the TRX? Like oh the my gosh, bands? no! I've done them. They're horrible, but I've never taken a class. That <laughs> yeah, that's even ins- worse. It's insane. Don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you torture that.
0: yourself, don't you? You just love to. Tor- you're like medieval torture. If it's medieval, you love it. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, in the collection of weird and, and like, torture-like, um, I didn't do it, and it wasn't a class, but my old roommate used to bounce on a trampoline very intensely <gasps> for an hour. A small
0: one? Like, the small, small ones? One. Oh, my gosh. Those are so fun, though. Right? But she loved that shit. That's That was, like, so her fun. thing. Yeah. 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 What about you? I've taken a lot. I also took a hit boxing class, and I absolutely hated it. Um, I liked... The boxing part, but I also didn't think I was doing it right because I only did it once and, like, the instructor is yeah. more, like, teaching a class and, like, teaching me. So I'm, like, flailing my arms around and, like, I feel like I'm just totally. doing everything wrong. And then I'm so fucking exhausted because I'm having to do hit at the same time as figuring out a new skill. It was horrible. So I didn't love it. Um, I would <laughs> like to box again, but maybe I'll just, like, need one-on-one lessons or something. Mm-hmm. Um I did pole dancing for a few years when I lived in Portland. Oh, yeah. um, I genuinely enjoy it. Um, I have a pole of my own that I'm like, is uninstalled that I kind of want to put back up because it's like you the closest thing up. to me that feels like playing on a playground. Like it's, you literally just like feel a kid. It's so fun. Um, That's so cool. I've done a lot of hit classes. I did a dance hit class at Gold's Gym and I, I left like 30 minutes early. It was an hour class. Oh, no. I left halfway into it. And she was like, Oh, is it too hard for you? And I was like, Oh, sorry, I have somewhere to be. <laughs> I so lied I was like yeah it's way too motherfucking hard for me get me out of this hell hellscape why did I do a one-hour hit class I don't know (laughs) it was horrible but other you know I love that no I have somewhere to be you know what two other people left before me so I I I was like you know I'll just sheep it you know I'm just gonna follow follow out I don't feel like being here either
1: 30 more minutes of this hell I am so proud of you for just being like (laughs) Good night, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've only ever left a class. I think that's the only time I've ever left a workout class early. Um, I've also did a Pilates class recently. I don't oh. remember which place I did it with. Um, it was actually surprisingly difficult. Um, because they're micro motions, very like yeah, very difficult if you're not used to Pilates. Um, I've never beach done cycle, it, and it
1: scares me.
0: Yeah yeah uh beach cycle I enjoy because I don't listen to the instructor tell me what to put the thing at I just do whatever I want because I already hate cycling anyways and I just I love this honesty
1: (laughs) so that's why I I can attest to this Katie had a lovely ride by herself next to me during the class
0: oh yeah you were like killing yourself and I'm just like chilling. (laughs) I'm, like, She's like, like showing everybody, looking like everything is so easy for me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, a pro at this. And, like, I'm, like, no one the knows the what setting one. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last class I can think of that I took was tennis, which I did with you. Um, oh, yeah. I loved it. Loved it. I would love to do more tennis. I don't know if we need to take a class again, but we should just, like, smack the tennis racket around.
1: So fun. I agree. That was a good time. Yeah, I really like that it's like one of the classic sports it's perhaps yeah it's it's so
0: good yeah I mean, it's like, so good i mean maybe like depending on how high up you get into the league of tennis but
1: we did yeah. buy matching skirts so there was a little bit of elitism I there. Know,
0: i know and i just got a fabletics membership speaking of like bougie um it's not it's like the cheapest bougie you can get um, I just got a Fabletics membership and they just came out with a tennis line and they're having a Memorial Day sale. So I think I'm going to go oh
1: my God. buy myself
0: some $15 tennis skirts and dresses so we can be really cute this summer and play tennis. Okay, I want to do the same thing. <laughs> I know. I'm going to link you. I'll invite okay. you.
1: <laughs> Please. Well, on that note, I think it's extremely timely that I have to go to beach cycle class yes <laughs> at 7 15 so i'm oh, gonna gosh. like i'm gonna st- maybe up. like stream not stream but i will send some photos everyone can get excited about the episode coming out this week by looking at the instagram stories tonight and it looks like a beautiful sunset so i will keep you
0: i know it's gonna be so it. pretty
1: well have fun yes. um and
0: okay. we'll see you guys
1: next week bye mm-hmm. bye, bye.